mother, mother. There's far too many of you crying. Brother, brother, brother. There's far too many of you dying. You know we got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Picket lines and picket signs don't punish me with brutality. Come on, talk to me. So you can see what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. Welcome back to our show. Hello, welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Rumel, girl. Yes. Can I ask you something? Go ahead, girl. What's up? Every other show is like... Hey, welcome back. I'm so excited. I, I, I didn't I didn't hear that energy from you today. I know because this week has been hard, Tawanda. It's been hard for a lot of us. And usually I am excited because I am like the world's biggest optimist, right? Yeah. And this week cut me down at my knees, I think. Um yes, I can yeah. relate. I have had um, feelings like I do at that time of the month where it's like, I want to cry for the commercials and stuff yeah. and everything. But it yeah. was like that all day, mm-hmm. almost every day this week. Yeah. I think um, the, it really, I mean, it was hitting me in like waves all week. Right. Mm-hmm. But then yesterday I was in my car and driving and all I could think of is what was going on and these, you know, everybody. It's just uh, people of color, we're just feeling so much stress and anxiety and feeling like you're being hunted. And there's, I just felt like this huge amount of um, sadness and anxiety in me. I was, you know, crying, going to work. I, I'm on the road a lot, so I'm by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I spent most of the day trying to just find a place of being okay. You which know? leads us to the name of this episode, <laughs> which is right. "We Are Not Okay." We are not okay. Mm-mm. No, it's. I would say it's the first time in a long time I have felt not okay um, because it's just so blatant in this case. Not to say that it's not blatant in other cases either. I mean, but when you watch the life literally it just go out of a man and that's not Let's a normal just thing. talk about that. Yeah. We see people die on movies for play play all the time. Right, right. And uh, but there's nothing to normalize this experience. As a matter of fact, many people watched the video 
thinking it'll be like, unfortunately, all the, a lot of the other videos where you see the um, the brutality, but you don't actually see the person die. Now, actually, there have been a few videos where you do yeah. see that the person died from it. But but we see this man. We we see George Floyd's breath leave him. Right. And die. And I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know what it would make me feel like. And I remember writing on Facebook to my friends. I was like, Does, is anybody else having trouble breathing tonight? Yeah. And and it's not just a play on words, although he did say, I, ca I can't breathe. Can't breathe. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the anxiety tightens my chest and shortens my own breath. And mm -hmm. I feel it. And so it literally felt harder to breathe, um, yeah. trying to uh, take it all in and trying to process it and go to work the next day. And when I say go to work, yeah. I have my air quotes on because, you know, I ain't going <laughs> anywhere. But right. to perform, I do presentations. I have meetings with people. And to have to get up the next day and perform, mm -hmm. I, I needed – day of grief like how and it felt like the, you know everybody should have known that I wasn't okay yeah and life doesn't stop for you like that and this mm -mm. I, I'm we're used to performing and doing our thing and not necessarily showing it but mm -hmm. the pressure of doing my job mm -hmm. while also grieving it it made the days harder and longer yeah. Yeah. And frustrating. Um, so it that, that was that was tough. It's um, it's also tough because your children are dealing with it as well, mm -hmm. and um, it's really hard to say what's wrong, baby, and and for your child to just be like this, like the world, like. <laughs> everything you know yeah it it really is and there's nothing i can do to really um i can't put a real good band-aid on this one there's no kissing the boo-boo and making it go away because i'm feeling the hurt right along with her right so did, yeah mm -hmm. do you have any specific conversations um uh you know like did y'all sit down and have I talk about this specifically, what happened? We, we only talk, my kids talk to me about like what's going on, but we didn't mm -hmm. have like a, um, you know, a sit down discussion, just to be honest with you. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. it, um, but my kids have talked to me about, you know, their feelings. And um, my oldest, you can just tell, has... Um, is more anxious. She does. She already, you know, it was bad because my 13 year old, when I, I got pulled over by the cops a while ago, right. She's in the back. She's, ex, she's crying. She's on the point of just like, she was just so nervous because mm. she was afraid that her mom would be the next person. Right. You know what I mean? And so um, you know, just loving on them and making sure that they know that I'm okay. But are we, am I going to be okay? 
that's the question that I can't answer for them. You know what I mean? I don't know. None of these people did anything that required a death sentence. Right. So trying trying to convince your children that, um, that, their parents are going to be okay is kind of hard right now because it's hard. We don't know. We don't know. We, we, uh, we try so hard to tell them what things you can do Mm -hmm. so that nothing bad will happen to you. And those rules don't actually apply. No, they they don't apply. Um, And, and that is tough, but that is, I'm fortunate because my kids are older. Mm hmm. I guess it's fortunate. It, it doesn't necessarily make it any easier, but the kids are older and they can process things differently. Now you went back and said when you were pulled over, we were pulled over a while back. Mm-hmm. And, and I say a while back, it was a couple, maybe it's a, over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, but even over a year ago, these things were happening. Right. And we were, right. we were as, as a people, we've been traumatized because when we get to see it and their videos and then justice doesn't happen and then you get afraid because then, then how are you protected? Anyway, we got pulled over after church and um, one cop came and spoke to my husband who was driving and the other one came around the back of the car and looked in mm-hmm. in the back seat where the kids were. Mm-hmm. Freaked them out. Like, yeah having to calm them out after that, it's like they were just scared because um, they know that things with police can go bad. Yeah. We don't teach them, especially my husband. He, he want, my husband doesn't teach them that they need to be afraid and that it's likely to happen to them. But what right. we can't teach them is that it can't happen to them. I mean, with the television, yeah. you know, it, yeah. they, there's nothing you, those people that we saw on TV did that could have prevented it. So it, it yeah. leads them to the logical conclusion that we are not control once we get pulled over. Right. You know, once we have an encounter. Um, I mean, honestly, your kids, my kids, they're smart. We can tell them that everything's going to be okay, but it doesn't take much television watching <laughs> for them to put two and two together. Now, is it highly unlikely that something will happen to me because I'm not doing anything? You know, I don't make it a habit of doing illegal things. Yeah, it does make it more high. It's more unlikely. And I don't want them going around feeling like something is going to happen to them every single time you walk out the door. But you also at the same time have to prepare them for if you do get pulled over. I mean, we've had those kind of conversations where the kids know, you know, where their hands need to be and that they don't, you know, you know, our kids kids like call us on speakerphone and put the phone on the dashboard. Yes, yes, exactly. And um, so that this brings up two different things for me. There was the conversation I had with my son mm-hmm. at four o'clock in the morning because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell, I don't know about you, but I ain't sleeping too well these days. Either. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't sleep well at all. This and um, so I was up because my cat demanded food early. Yeah. And, uh, but when that happens and that's not a big deal, I fed the cat and I would normally just let him out mm-hmm. and go back to bed. But my mm-hmm. son followed me downstairs 
and we had an hour-long conversation. He said, Mom, he's 19, mm-hmm. black male. He says, Mom, I've been so busy with work, I hadn't paid attention really to the news, and when I caught up tonight, I have just been in my room crying. Yeah, that's a hard conversation. And, and I, I, I took the time that I, he needed to talk, Mm-hmm. And by the way, I had presentations to do in the morning. I mean, the next day, it's like I, but I needed to have this time to help my son, not by giving him answers, uh, but process. maybe, yeah, helping him process, giving him opportunity to talk, giving him an opportunity to vent. Um, he's old enough to know I can't fix it. I can't, I'm, when I say it's going to be all right, it doesn't mean nothing bad will ever happen. It, it just means, you know, they're going to be all right. You know, it, I, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. It, it, is, it was really, really tough because I struggle. But I, I said that for two reasons. Okay. Um, I wanted to tell you about that conversation and just trying to help comfort my kid mm-hmm. when he was feeling it so badly. But then he's also a boy, a black male. Mm-hmm. And earlier this week, there was the incident with Christian Cooper being in the park bird watching mm-hmm. and having a woman, a white woman call the police on him crying mm-hmm. and saying that she is being threatened and she was scared of a black man and watching her throw the police at him like a weapon. Yes. And lie. It was, it was infuriating. It was so infuriating mm-hmm. that, that came in our conversation as well because mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's a black man and he knows mm-hmm. that people tend to uh, be afraid of and suspicious mm-hmm. of somebody who looks like him. And I have two boys. I have a husband. This is hard. Yeah. This, is, is. this is very, very hard. It makes you mad. How dare someone think that they can, do this and they can they know that the justice is on their side so they're likely to be the one believed and she was mm-hmm. lying and yeah. then she threw that there was the lying which is a part hard part and then she had she knew that she could call the police and really threaten him with police because when i think calling the police on people on black people mm-hmm. that could be a, a fatal choice you know i i I think that and so that's why it was just so it's made the day it made the week hard girl i wouldn't say it was it is hard but what but you know calling the police on a black man that was bad enough but um she didn't say she didn't say there is a gentleman down here at the ramble who's harassing me or whatever she specifically called his race out she specifically tried to sound hysterical. She did so, a damn good job of that too. Yeah, she did. And um and it literally, I mean, let's just take the bad cop situation out of it, right? If someone called you and was like, Tawanda, I am in this situation and someone is chasing me and someone is doing this to me, you would be like, Oh my God, let you know if you know, if it was reversed to the person who is receiving the phone call, you you wouldn't know any different based on the way she called. Mm-hmm. Nope. You know what I mean? 
And so you're going to approach, even in a good cop situation, you're going to approach that situation with a heightened um, response. And she knew that. And that's, you know, it was just like, I, I'm, she, she lost her job. She lost her dog. And I'm like, good, good for her. I mean, like, Somebody at some point, people have to take responsibility for their actions. They have to suffer the consequences of their behavior, mm-hmm. and so I was um, there. Was, so Facebook can be good and bad, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. so of course there are the conversations uh, about whether she should have lost her job um, and what we feel about about that. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think um, when you, especially with the blatant racism, um, mm-hmm. what she was doing was wrong. And I'm perfectly fine with her um, losing her job over that type of behavior. Yeah. But I think that's, and that's mainly because it too often we don't see people suffer consequences for their wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it feels like justice isn't served right a lot of times it isn't served right um i've got anxiety about um this whole thing with george floyd whether he's going you know what type of justice is going to happen well all the people who need to be um convicted you know uh be convicted will their sentences match the crime and I don't need it to match my emotions. I just need it to match the crime. Yeah. Um, too often it doesn't happen. And was, then there that takes us to rioting. Yeah. Well, but, and that the, I think that's why they're part of the reason they're rioting is because history has taught us is that we're not important enough to actually prosecute and convict those people who kill us right and so hence the rioting and yeah so when i say it takes us to rioting i don't mean that's the natural consequence but it brings it opens up that topic because i do believe that the riots have been caused by or are a direct result of the injustice of it all and the Mm -hmm. feeling of injustice and even you know, just the anticipation of, yes. of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I get frustrated when I see our uh, people trying to process the, the rioting, and I am not for um, rioting and looting. That is not something I condone. At the same time, I'll say I, I understand what's behind, like what, the is behind that, the emotion behind that mm-hmm. and the frustration of mm-hmm. trying to make people hear you yeah make people see you um yeah one of the things that has been comforting i don't you know misery likes company i suppose so on yeah. facebook um i've got a lot of friends who are processing out loud on facebook right and so I'm not the only one who's not getting sleep. And it's like, I, I'm not happy that my friends aren't sleeping, but I don't feel so weird right. that I'm having trouble and that I cry sometimes and that I have to turn away from the TV because it's 
uh, hurtful to see it, uh, to see, mm-hmm. you know, just um, having those moments. And then I can't tell you how good it feels when I see um, my friends and coworkers, uh, specifically the white ones who have something, who, who can speak out about how wrong this is. Cause you just don't know where people stand. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, you know, and I can't, and I'll volunteer to talk about this to folks at work, you know? So right. it's just, uh, you know, so it's just nice to know that everybody's not ignoring it. Like, well, not my problem. You know, well, yeah. so I, I, it makes me feel good to to see those type of things. Yeah, I agree. It's just um, face Facebook. As long as you stay out of the the ugly, the ugly side, it it can be a help, like you said, to connect with other people who are going through the same things. Um. It- what I think when I think about well, what made this week so much harder? Because we had um, Ahmaud Aubrey before this, mm-hmm. and I mean, like right before this, right, right before this, and I think it just felt like a avalanche emotionally mm-hmm. because um, I'm watching a lot of and we can't help it, with, you know, COVID nineteen coverage mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. It has it's been a big deal because uh, lately, finally, there are reports that are talking about how African Americans are faring worse in, uh, with this COVID virus. And the reasons why African Americans are faring worse has become a topic that is being talked about. And whereas this has been a topic that we have been familiar with about the, uh, the biases and, and medical treatment and um, housing, you know, there's, there's so many issues that are mm-hmm. against us. It was nice to actually see, okay, COVID is bringing it out and, and putting it in people's faces. You can't deny this anymore. It's clear mm-hmm. there's um, something different. There's um, um, with the way black people are um, treated or related to in, in health at least. And so I got all that going on. And then we get this Ahmad Aubrey who is jogging. Yeah. And um, that was enraging, but I think that was how it just for this week, it just tipped me over to the, to where yeah. it's been a hard time. Yeah. I mean like the COVID thing already has you, like your anxiety is a little bit off the charts, but you, you, you manage it because you figure, you know, this is only for so long and, you know, everybody's doing the same thing and, you know, you manage it, but then mm-hmm. you have to emotionally deal with um, another example and another example. It's and another always example. another example. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I will say during this past week, um, uh, the story about Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know how yes. police, they were in the wrong house mm-hmm. and they broke it. They busted in um, in the middle of the night and um, shot up yeah. the house, shut up the place. And she got shot in her while she was sleeping in her bed. She's sleeping. And and she, EMT, that's her job. She, she died mm-hmm. right there in her bed. And her um, boyfriend shot at the people who um, 
broke in. He thought they were breaking in. They, they just mm-hmm. busted in. Uh, and he didn't shoot anybody. He didn't hit anyone. But because he shot at the police, he got arrested and put in jail. And it's like, wait, what? It took a while to get him cleared and out for yeah. that. And it's just like, come on. Are you serious? Insult on top of injury. So it's just, you know, there's too many examples. We could would be here all day if we went through the examples. But I wanted to explain that avalanche that got me to such a low place. Yeah. My kids and I mm-hmm. um, today, this morning, talked about rioting. And the reason mm-hmm. why we were talking about rioting mm-hmm. was because in downtown Raleigh, there was a protest. Yes. Um, it is now late, so I don't. I think the pro- protest should be over, and I hadn't heard any news about um, any any rioting type of behavior going on. I believe it was completely peaceful, and I am so appreciative. Mm-hmm. But people met in downtown Raleigh and Durham today okay. um, for for protest, and so I talked to my kids because my son was like, "I want to protest," and I was like, "Oh no, you no, we're not doing that." But but I. And enjoyed the opportunity to talk to, like I wanted to have the opportunity to hear what they were feeling. Why do you want to protest? Right. And at what point does a protest become a riot? You know? Yeah. And, and just having them talk to me about what they feel about that and what do they um, think and, and hearing their thoughts, just giving them a place to talk was good. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was relieved because they, they weren't interested in the rioting part. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but they wanted to stand up because, you know, and do something. They wanted to be a part of that process. And right. again, just having um, my kids talk about what it means to them and why they want to participate in a protest and what other ways they could protest to make a mm-hmm. difference. Um, so I think those conversations kind of- are going to be, uh, those that we'll talk about for a while because I don't turn off the TV every uh, every night. I always check in and find out what's mm-hmm. going on in the world. And there were one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight cities on fire. Or you know, last yeah. night it was yeah. quite a, quite a few with with riots, and that hurts me too. Yeah, uh, it hurts me to see that people are hurt so bad that that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and um, and that to know that people hurt so bad that about the injustice that you know they're willing to put themselves out. Uh, seeing pictures of all the pepper spray and rubber bullets and mm-hmm. it looks like a war scene. But this is my country where I right. live. This should not right. be happening. This is not the sixty. You know, like what is going on yeah, right now? Exactly. Exactly. What is really going on. I think with the protest, I think if, if it weren't in the time of Corona, Mm -hmm. it would be a different thing for me. I, I have to be really careful because I already work with a lot of people during the day. I'm not really trying to expose myself more. Um, But I really did want to go to a protest, not to a riot, but a protest. I know um, the difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, it's just kind of disappointing when you feel like, golly, that could actually be, not the rioting part, but just protesting part could be dangerous because um, of this virus. It's, it's just an awful place to, because you can't, at least if you protest, 
then maybe you have an outlet for some of that anger and for some of that um, sadness or something like that. And I just, um, you know, it's just another thing that you just really can't get off your chest except for talking with your girlfriends, girlfriends, your spouse, um, uh, your, just other, other, other people just having a chance to talk about it and then let it go. I've been trying to find good ways to, to relate to this. And and today I um, participated in a conference that had nothing to do about any of this. Okay. That was so helpful to be all in, in something that was completely different. I picked Mm -hmm. up my audio books again and I, I listened to those and it just kind of allows me to take myself to another place. And my brain needs a vacation. It needs a break. <laughs> and if I were better at meditating, I would do that. <laughs> um, but just because I get the idea of your brain needing a break from, mm-hmm. from the things that are, are hurtful and painful. Um, and so I've, I've enjoyed those type of things, talking to other people, changing the subject. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you the one thing my kids are excited about is that um, it's both of their first time voting coming up in the (laughs) fall. So they. Yeah, that's important mm -hmm. because we need change. We need change. And so um, they are both excited that they can use their voice in that way. So, I have two. I have two kids who will be voting as well. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that is the the hope. Is like here's something you can do, right? And, and I'll still be looking for other things we can do to make a difference. Um, but but voting is one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be good. So I was thinking that hmm. uh, a good way to end an episode like this mm-hmm. would be to recognize and take a take a, a moment to right. acknowledge some of those who were uh, right. killed yeah who were robbed of their lives um, and having a hard time speaking I know it's it's a really long list Tawanda sent me this list and I was like, what, like, what are you talking about? Like, this is a huge list. And we don't even know how come, like when the last year is that this list goes back to. Um, but when I think about all the, the mothers that lost their children mm-hmm. and the fathers that lost their children and um their aunts and uncles and sisters and brothers and cousins and the amount of grief that is attached to this list. It, it makes me sad, but we want to take a few moments to honor some of them. This is by no means all of them, no, no. Um, but we want to take a moment to honor um, these people and say their name. All right. I just need a second to get my voice together. Take your time. All right. Okay. George Floyd. Brianna Taylor. Eric Gardner. Ahmaud Aubrey. Corey 
Jones. Oscar Grant. Botham Jean. Sandra Bland. Jordan Davis. Michael Brown. John Crawford. Freddie Gray. Alton Sterling. Terrence Crutcher. Ayana Jones. Philando Castile. Walter Scott. Sean Bell. Tamir Rice. Renisha McBride. Amadou Diallo. Stefan Clark. Jordan Edwards. Jonathan Farrell. Atatiana Jefferson. Keith Scott. Trayvon Martin. Yolanda Thomas. Michael Lorenzo Dean. Xavier Tyrell Johnson. Eric Reason. Daryl Banks. Christopher McCarvey. Cedric Chatham. Stephen Day. Quentin Barksdale. Christopher Whitefield. Javius Benjamin. Maurice Holly. Donovan Thomas. Jordan Michael Griffin. Anthony Dwayne Harris. Nicholas Walker. Charles A. Baker, Jr. Benny Branch. <laughs>